With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. Uh, Yankee baseball, 50-50 tonight. We'll see what happens with the weather down in Baltimore um, before the Yankees spend the weekend in Texas. Joe Girardi will join us at 5. The Brian Billick Report is brought to you by uh, Mavis Discount Tires. Save on tires at MavisTire.com. Brian Billick will host the NFL Network's Playbook Wednesdays at 6 p.m. with uh, former giant Sean O'Hara. And he's brought to you by uh, SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. Brian, welcome. How are you? How are we doing? Great uh, doing, to start the season off. Doing fine. All right. So, big picture. What is your what what is what is the big picture theme for you as we start the season? Well, you know, like everybody, it seems to be New England versus the field. You know, in a Tiger S type, can can anybody crack that that veneer of the uh, New England Patriots? Although losing Julian Edelman is a big big loss for them. I'm going to be interested to see. I'm doing a bit on playbook. Uh, this evening talking about just what that loss is and not just the fact that it's 98 receptions, but the combinations that he ran, whether it be with Gronkowski, whether it be with Amendola, but New England always seems to find a way to, to get back to it. Uh, I think Pittsburgh's going to be very good, particularly with the additions they made on, on uh, defense. Uh, in the NFC, it's it's going to be exciting, a little more wide open. You, a lot of people are looking. Obviously, Atlanta still looks. Yeah, good. I disagree. I think, I, I think Atlanta. I think this year, uh, Brian, for the first time, I think the two conference champions from last year are clearly better than everybody else. And I clearly, we all agree, New England is. And I agree about Pittsburgh, Kansas City. You know, maybe the Raiders. Um, but I think Atlanta is. I think Atlanta yep. now, unless unless there's a hangover from what should have been a Super Bowl. I mean, we all know they they were trouncing in the Pats. They should have won going away. We know the mistakes they made uh, from a standpoint of leadership and 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 coaching. But the bottom line is, physically, they were the best team. Uh, I think they made themselves better. I I think that they are the superior team in the NFC. You agree or disagree? Well, I. Hard to disagree with you on paper, Mike. It really is because I, because of all the things that you just said, I think they are a little bit better. I think it is more, um, I look at a couple teams. I look at Green Bay. I think the addition of Martellus Bennett, when you think about what he did in New England last year in terms of getting isolated versus the talent they have, now in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers on one side, they're going to get, we're going to do a piece on playbook again. Right. Uh, on, on three man side, you're going to see Jordy Nelson, you're going to see Randall Cobb, you see Devontae Adams. And, oh, by the way, I'll get Ty Montgomery coming out on the backfield. And on the backside, I'm going to put Martellus Bennett. So whatever that matchup is on that backside versus that three-man side, that's, that's going to line up pretty good. You know, Seattle's going to, I think, be good again, although I'm not sure that they've, they've you know, addressed the issues with regards to the offensive line, their right. ability to run the ball. Um, I agree so with I think that. There are, you know, and, and Dallas, and, you know, there's going to be a number of teams. I think there are a number How of How do you teams. think about the Giants? You know what? It's interesting. As I go through and I look at the different opinions that people have on the Giants, I, people seem to be very high on the Giants. I think there are a lot of people that have them rated above the Cowboys. 
I still have, even though with Brandon Marshall, I have some serious concerns still about the offensive line Absolutely. and their ability to run the ball. Well, I think, I, I think you're right on stellar. about both. Their defense is going to be very good, and they also play the Cowboy running game better than anybody else because of Snacks Harrison. Uh, but I think you're right. The offensive line, they don't have a remedy for. They don't have an answer. And their running game, which is hurt by formation and hurt by personnel, I agree with you, is is very suspect. I agree with both points. I think very fair points. They do have some more weapons this year, though, to add with Beckham, with Marshall, with the tight end from Ole Miss. They do have some added weapons this year if that'll help if the offensive line comes through. Yeah, and, and I would agree with you. Uh, at the end of the day, and I remember when Tom Coughlin was leaving there, doing games with Tom, that was his biggest frustration. He didn't feel like the offensive line had that physicality about them, that what Chuck Noll used to call that six-inch punch inside the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the pit of the, the... I think we lost Brian for a second. Let's see if we did. Uh, we're talking with Brian Billick, as we do each and every, uh, every Wednesday uh, from the NFL Network. You'll see him there with his uh, playbook show. Uh, he's also on Sunday mornings there. So uh, we will uh, get him back up here as we lost connections with the uh, Super Bowl winning coach who obviously beat the Giants in the one Super Bowl the Giants lost. Uh, as you know, uh, many years ago, and as a year, now many years ago, as the head coach of the uh, Baltimore Ravens. So uh, he joins us each and every week, and we will uh, pop him up as we were talking about the Giant. Uh, offensive line, the Giants and the Cowboys, of course, Sunday night uh, with Elliott in the lineup. And it sounds like Beckham will be a game-time decision. They don't care that he doesn't practice all week. If he's able to go, he will go. Uh, we will wait to see if he will be healthy enough to go, though. Uh, I would think he will be. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't play. I really, I really would be very surprised. Uh, but uh, clearly, he hasn't uh, practiced a whole lot, so we'll see what happens there. We have back. Oh, okay, Coach. We're talking about that giant offensive line. Yeah, just, uh, you know, we'll see. There's a chance it could be better, but that's a lot of pressure still to throw in Eli. If he's going to be a 600-throw-plus guy, I don't think that's going to bode well for the Giants. Who's your – give me the team in each conference you think is improved. Do you, do you have one in each conference that you like that maybe is ready to break through and do something this year? Well, in the AFC, I really love what's going on in Tennessee. Marcus Mariota, I mean, for him to go from year one where it was solid, you know, rookie numbers, but in the second year was 26 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Uh, he is putting the ball in places that a veteran he's beginning to remind me of, and I always hesitate to do this because people over yeah, he's beginning to remind me of a, a young Aaron Rodgers-esque. Now, I'm not ready to slam dunk in the Hall of Fame just yet, but I really like where his game is going right now, both in and outside the pocket. So uh, in the AFC, I think they, and of course, we've got an opening game with he and, and uh, uh, Derek Carr with the Oakland. What a great opening game for these two young quarterbacks, these two up-and-coming teams. Uh, we're going to find out something about that, I think, in week one. And the team in the NFC, there's a lot, like I said, it can run pretty deep, but one that might be a little off the radar, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could be interesting. They added some power. Uh, O.J. Howard on the outside at tight end. Uh, they, they've given um, uh, Jameis Winston the tools he needs offensively. I think they'll be better defensively. They just picked up T.J. Ward. Uh, in what is clearly, for my money, the best division in the NFL is that NFC South with Atlanta, who we just talked about, uh, which the team will the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, Coach, the, there's a lot of 
rookie running backs who are going to uh, have an impact this year. Quick uh, up in Minnesota, starting. You have McCaffrey. You have Mixon in Cincinnati, who's been very impressive. Uh, you have the big kid from LSU, who obviously going to get the ball a lot. All those guys. Do you think it's easier for someone? With what's on their plate now as a receiver, as a blitz pickup guy, and as a running back, is it easier for a guy in his first year to make an impact at running back or make an impact at wide receiver? I think probably wide receiver because the rules are bent for it. It's simplified a little bit. Running back's getting very complicated now because you really need that guy. You already said it. It can do things out of the back. I think Christian McCaffrey could be spectacular. If he can bring the runs that Cam Newton does, Bring it down. He, you know, Cam Newton's been over 100 carries every year since he's been in the league until last year. He was at 90. If they can bring that down to 60 by Chris McCaffrey picking up some of those counter plays that he runs along with Cam Newton utilizing Chris McCaffrey with those check downs and those routes out of the backfield become so vogue with whether it be Le'Veon Bell or it's uh, uh, Devontae Freeman and Coleman in Atlanta and, you know, all the guys that are so good out of the backfield. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be huge for Carolina and could be that key ingredient to get them back where they were two years ago with the 15-1 Super Bowl team. Let me ask you about a team that is going to be interesting for me to watch, and that's Houston from this standpoint. Last year at the end of the year, with uh, Romeo's defense, with Clowney playing as well as anybody in the league, and with Merciless playing as a guy you couldn't block, you couldn't block either one of those guys one-on-one, now you put Watt in there. They have this look now. They're playing this diamond look now with the three of them and moving the three of them around. You can't really block any one of them one-on-one. How about defending or trying to block a team that has three guys that nobody can really block one-on-one? Yeah, where do you put your double? You're exactly right. That's what it's all about. It's matchups. I can't double everybody. Uh, I think clearly it's hard to believe they're going to be better on defense. And that's going to allow them to keep a Deshaun Watson at a maybe 25, you know, 20, 25 pitch count in terms of the throws. You look at like Deshaun Kaiser in Cleveland. With that defense, it's going to be hard. This kid's going to end up throwing it 35, 40 times, which is okay. I like the learning progression with that. If not, it doesn't lead to a lot of wins. But I think Deshaun Watson in Houston with that defense, uh, is going to add enough of an element, do some conversions on third down they haven't had for a while at the quarterback position in particular. I think Houston with that defense, it's going to be fun to watch what, what Romeo Cornell does with these guys and what teams do to counter just exactly what you're talking about. And it's going to be, I mean, really, let's be honest. I mean, the Pats, that's the team that the Pats, you know, the two teams, the Pats, everyone talks about the Pats don't like to see. They don't want to see Houston where they had trouble with that pass rush, and they think the Giants are their kryptonite for whatever reason, but they'd have to, wouldn't see the Giants for a long time. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if a team like Houston with that pass rush, you know, can give somebody like New England a big, a big problem if it, if, it, if it matches up in the playoffs. Yeah, it's really just how far can you go with the rookie quarterback and, and, and what can you do with that at the end of the day. Uh, and built towards that, they're going to get better and better. But that defense, if it can stay healthy, again, it could it could look a little like that Denver team that ended up going to the Super Bowl. And when you saw New England have to go into Denver, it's the last time you saw Tom Brady get sacked four times, hurried a bunch. You know, you mentioned Pittsburgh, Brian. Is this is this? It's kind of now and never. You know, Roethlisberger has hinted that he might be at the end of the line. They're loaded on offense. They got three players on the three at running back, wide receiver, and quarterback as good as anybody has. 
can their defense, especially their secondary, be good enough for them to just be, you know, capable of not blowing the games that their offense will give them enough points? Can they play well enough on defense to maybe be a threat in the AFC? Uh, yeah, anytime you're good enough on defense, you got a chance. You know, so that's uh, and even though it's a quarterback-driven league, I get that. Uh, but but we've seen, particularly as of late, uh, that you can be good enough on defense if you can run the ball, if you can be mistake-free football. Now that's a tall task to overcome a team like New England, obviously, uh, uh, in order to actually win a Super Bowl. But yeah, I think as of late, we have actually seen in a quarterback-driven league that really solid defense does give you a chance, maybe to be a champion, even if you don't have at the current time a Hall of Fame quarterback. How about the Colts? holding luck out at the start of the year. I mean, and saying wow, no, more, no more will they play him unless he's 100% that the last two wow. years they risked them and he played hurt. No more will he play hurt. He'll only play at 100% even if it's week five. That's got to be a downer for them not to have him to start the season. Wow, and, and with a team that doesn't look very good right now. You know, it's going to be tough for Chuck Pagano. What's the accountability if you don't have luck? We know that Tolzien's not the answer. In a division that uh, we just talked about how good Houston could be, we talked about the up-and-coming Tennessee Titans. Uh, this is going to be a tough one for Chuck Pagano and the organization if they're just trying to nurture their way through with a Oliver Luckless uh, uh, quarterback position. You know, he basically, the new general and, manager said, I'm not playing him until he's 100%. We're no longer going to risk him, and we're going to get him healthy before we put him back on the field. It's almost like he's not afraid to sacrifice the coaching staff. <laughs> Well, yeah, and from his perspective, that's fine. It is his job to keep the bigger view. But if I'm Chuck Pagano, I'm going to go, wait a minute, unless you're going to give me a mulligan, that's going right. to do me a lot of good. And we'll see what the pressure from fans and management and just how bad it's going to be without Andrew Luck. Yeah, that's easy to say, but to actually live through it, we've seen this movie before. How about guys having uh, running backs having second uh, second performances and having second careers and fresh thoughts how about an adrian peterson yeah the word the concern i have for they want to run the ball more which is great they've been saying that for a while the problem is that defense is so bad you, you've got to be pretty good on defense to earn the right to run the ball a lot and at the end of the day you know if drew Brees has to keep up like he has been and be on another 600 plus throw a year they're going to want to run the ball more but I don't know if that defense is going to allow them to do it. So I'm not sure we're going to see the impact of Adrian Peterson the way we might otherwise. I got to ask you the obligatory about the Jets. How, uh, I mean, uh, we all know it's bad. How bad is it from your perspective? Well, for me, you know, and, and I love uh, uh, Matt Forte. Outside of that, it's, you know, it's the typical Belichickian, okay, what do I got to do to stop the Jets? How do I answer this question? In order to beat the Jets, to stop them offensively, you got to stop what? Nothing. And, and, and I, I don't have an answer for that. No. So it, that, that kind of tells you where they're at. When you play the Jets, you just want the bus to arrive on time. That's all. I mean, that's basically That's right. Please, please, please show up. And they'll work through it, and that'll be fine. And, but uh, they may surprise us, be a little bit better on defense. But I just, boy, I'm looking at this roster and going, boy, is there anybody here that scares me? No, that division, let's be honest. I mean, the three teams – with Cutler, and I'm not as a Cutler knocker. I, I I think Cutler has ability, so I, I think he actually is as every bit as good as Tannehill. But the Dolphins might be okay. The Bills are rebuilding. The Jets are rebuilding. The AFC East is you know they'll have that clinch before Halloween. 
Yeah, I'm taking nothing away from the Patriots, what they've done. That's well documented. Uh, this is not knocking the Patriots at all. But to win that division year in and year out isn't the most difficult of tasks. No. It has not been. It, it has not been at all. Um, so off the start, although it's still in the New England League, the team you have your eye on is Pittsburgh or Kansas City behind them as the biggest threat. I think Pittsburgh. You know, if they can stay healthy, that's such a dynamic offense. Uh, getting Martavius Bryant back, Le'Veon Bell, such an impact. Uh, as Ben stays healthy, and the defense has gotten better. Let's remember how much better they got the second half of the season. They've added to it uncharacteristically in free agent, picking up. Joe uh, Hayden and some others. Uh, I think Pittsburgh is that team. All right, and we'll be watching you. Are you, gonna, are you doing the Sunday morning show again this year too? No, no, but I'm just doing that. I'm really excited to be doing playbook for the NFL Network because we're talking all football. Sean O'Hara, my buddy from game day first, he and I have kind of snuck out of that Sunday morning slot, and we're going to be doing playbook on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern time. All right, all right, we'll be watching. Thanks very much, Coach. Thanks. Sounds great. All right, Brian Billick, who you'll see, uh, as you just heard, playbook Wednesday night. 6 o'clock, NFL Network, uh, as we start the year. And let's be honest, I think this year, like I said, I think the, and not everybody agrees about the Falcons, but I think the Falcons and the Pats are, we all know the Pats are. So, and I would put the Steelers and the Chiefs second and third. Somebody might put the Raiders in there. I would, and Houston, the only problem is offense. You know the defense is going to be great. Romeo's going to coach it. They got great people. Clowney has joined Watt Merciless as, you know, a top player. Um, and Clowney had a great year last year. He really did. Um, I think in the NFC, I think there's more teams that could make the run, but I think Atlanta's the best team. I think that uh, you got to give Green Bay credit because they're Green Bay. I think the Giants and the Cowboys are close. So I'm going to give the Giants a little edge. Um I'm not as high on Seattle. I think Seattle has to have everything break right, especially on offense. I think, you know, they, they'll they obviously be healthy back on defense, and uh, with their safeties healthy, they can go back to playing the, the, you know, their vaunted, you know, defense, playing their cover three stuff they want to play, so we know how they what they want to do. So we, uh, we know what they'll do on defense. Uh, but I don't love them. I don't love their offensive line. I just think they've taken a little bit of a step back. Uh, plus, I think the teams around them are going to get a little a little tighter. Uh, I think Arizona could have a bounce-back year. I think they lost more games on special teams than any team last year. I think per play, they were a good team. they got to have two things. Carson Palmer's got to cut back on, on the mistakes, and the uh, special teams cannot be as bad as it was last year. But I think Atlanta is absolutely loaded. Loaded. To me, the surprise team or the team I can't get a handle on is Carolina. Carolina, if they can fix that secondary, could be very good. They really could. They got a lot of talent. Uh, I just think they're the team that you could have a surprise from, where they could really be the other team in the NFC uh, and really put forth a heck of a race there. I, I could see that happening. Back after this.